0: Hi everyone, this podcast has been designed so that it can help spark some interesting conversations around curriculum intent, implementation and impact within your subject teams. Subject leaders have already had a session thinking about this on Monday, so this is really a time for members of the team to get stuck in and share their ideas and thoughts about the current provision that exists in your respective departments. There will be times where we ask you questions, and so what we'd like you to do is when we kind of say pause, to pause the podcast and then discuss and uh, debate what you have heard. If subject leaders could help to kind of shape and facilitate this conversation, that would be great. Everyone in your team should have a crib sheet where you can jot down your ideas before you scale your conversations up to a whole team discussion. So this is really focused around kind of independent thought and then sharing those thoughts so you can kind of see where there are kind of differences and similarities and that sort of thing. So without further ado, let's go. So Kerry, we know that curriculum development is at the core of our school's strategic vision this year. So why is this?
1: So... Um, Our learners have one journey through their five years here at Honeywood and we need a diet for them that is well constructed to give them access to the knowledge and skills they are entitled to. In spending five years here with us we need to tackle some really important questions. What do they get out of coming to school here that they wouldn't get elsewhere? How are we making our curriculum equitable? And then some more system-wide reasons that satisfy the intent implementation and impact notions of Ofsted. If our learners experience a more cohesive curriculum, we spend less time in our individual departmental silos, trying to teach concepts or content and benefit each other and the learners through more careful planning. We simply reduce the cognitive load and increase the chances of success for all. If we're thinking about our visitors that might come into school, An offset inspector will take great interest in our curriculum and there are three things that they are really focusing on. How carefully we have thought about what endpoints the curriculum is building towards, what pupils will be able to know and do at those endpoints, and how we have planned the curriculum accordingly. How we've sequenced the curriculum to enable pupils to build their knowledge and skills towards those agreed endpoints. And how we've ensured that those subject curriculums contain content which has been identified as the most useful and ensure the content is taught in a logical progression systematically and explicitly enough for all pupils to acquire the intended knowledge and skills.
0: So with this in mind then, um, what we'd like you to consider is um, what needs to be considered when designing a cohesive curriculum. So discuss in your team uh, your thoughts. So jot down on your piece of paper first your kind of initial ideas. And then we want you to kind of scale that up to a kind of whole team discussion. So if you could press pause now.
1: Okay, so a few things you may have mentioned could have been how your curriculum is modelled. Is it cumulative? Have you got segments? Does it spiral? Have you got a helix or a Fibonacci pattern? Your subject leader will be able to tell you more about what those individual designs look like. Are you working towards the roadmap of a curriculum model? How is your curriculum sequenced? Have you got spaced learning or interleaving evident in your curriculum? Have you got um, a notion that careful sequencing can reduce the reliance on cultural capital and bring up the equity in our classroom? Bearing in mind that the Honeywood demographic is constantly shifting, we need to make sure that we're being really equitable in all stages. Have you given any thought to those big ideas and concepts featured in your design What's woven through your five-year journey? In English, an example would be conflict. and We'll explore that a bit more later in the podcast. What knowledge is included in your curriculum? How is that split into substantive subject knowledge and then disciplinary knowledge that we might have previously labelled as skills or learning attributes? Have you got a core with a hinterland, a periphery of learning that feeds into that core? And have you got any threshold concepts that learners must complete before they're able to move on to their further learning? Did you give any thought to how rich or capital enhancing your curriculum is? What vocabulary have you got in there? How are you introducing those new key terms and even deciding on what they're going to be? This is a really important consideration. What are you leaving out and why? What got sacrificed in favour of something else? And then again, your subject leader will be able to talk to you a bit more um, about what we mean by this, but how much questioning and how many fertile questions are apparent in your curriculum? How much of that is noted down, evident in the planning and how much of that is done as an incidental great teaching skill in the moment? So let's break these things down and focus on your chosen curriculum model. A curriculum model is the framework you choose to plot the learning journey on and there are lots of different ones to choose from. Subject leaders would have been exposed to different types of model on on this past Monday. So subject leaders, if you could pause the podcast and talk to your teams about the different models and ask them to discuss what they feel the curriculum model is for your chosen subject. That would be fab. Try not to tell them what you think because it would be interesting if other people have got their own ideas and that means that those of you in the team need to be open to, to sharing your idea and not what your subject leader hopes to hear.
0: Okay, hopefully that raised some kind of fruitful kind of discussion within your teams. We're going to move on then from looking at curriculum uh, curriculum model to looking at something called big ideas or concepts. So big ideas or concepts that have been intentionally selected to build on learner's knowledge. So for example, if I were to redesign the English curriculum again, a key concept that I would choose to explicitly weave throughout the five year journey would be conflict because this seems to arise in various different guises throughout the five year journey. So for example, in year seven, we look at war, so actual conflict in Refugee Boy, which is a text we study. In C8, we look at Noughts and Crosses. So there's more of a kind of societal conflict around the idea of discrimination. In C9, there is a kind of familial uh, conflict around Romeo and Juliet. In C10, we look at psychological conflict and actual conflict in the poetry, And then in year 11, all of these different types of conflicts feature within Macbeth. So you can see how that key concept is kind of woven through or would be woven through the curriculum so that when learners are engaging in more kind of um, technical texts or their GCSE texts, actually they've got knowledge to kind of draw back on in order to be able to engage um, in that.
1: Uh, Similarly, in geography, we've got six key concepts which appear in our... Key Stage 3 curriculum and in GCSE. So two examples would be interdependence and scale. We explore that in everything from development, trade, migration. A good example is the learners will find out the mechanism of an earthquake. Then in another session we'll look at the impacts on a particular country such as Haiti and then look at how the international community assisted and how we are all linked together or interdependent. For example, an earthquake in a far off country may affect what food is in our supermarkets here in the UK. We can then offer some stretch to why this same event has differing impacts in a country of greater wealth like Japan. But we've chosen those key concepts carefully. In talking about key concepts, Abby and I had begun to notice some commonalities in the themes learners are introduced to. For example, in Refugee Boy in cohort 7 English and then Refugees and Migration in cohort 8 Geography. In the future, we hope to develop this um, as a strand of what's happening in something called the hinterland. Where could we benefit from common understanding and language in the issues learners meet in different subjects or at differing times while they're with us at Honeywood?
0: So hopefully you have a a bit of an understanding around the idea of concepts and big ideas if you didn't have originally. So what I'd like you to do now, so on your crib sheet, there is some questions And in a moment, I want you to pause the video again, and I would like you to answer these questions independently again. And then after everyone has answered those questions independently, scaling that up again um, to a whole team discussion. So the, the questions are, have key concepts been explicitly considered when designing the curriculum? So you as a classroom teacher, do you feel that? Do you know what they are? If you have them, do you know how they were chosen, what the method was, were you involved in that uh, selection process, does everyone agree on those concepts now that they have been chosen, do you think now that you've taught something actually there's some other concepts that have come to the fore, do all team members know what these are so this will come out of the discussion that you have together and also do the learners know what uh, these concepts are as well, so if you pause the video now and have that
1: conversation that would be great. Okay hopefully that's given you enough time to have some really deep conversations about those key concepts. Now we'd like to move on to discussing knowledge. So knowledge can be split into various different parts, but today we'd like to focus on two, substantive and disciplinary. So by substantive we mean the content that is taught as fact. For example, the rules of netball, the plot of Romeo and Juliet, Pythagoras theorem, things along those lines what you might call kind of the the core content. Disciplinary knowledge on the other, other hand it's understanding how that knowledge is established, verified and revised. For example carrying out an experiment, writing persuasively or how historians come to conclusions and make judgments. In a moment we'd like you to pause the podcast and think independently about the substantive and disciplinary knowledge that you need to teach in the current topic you are delivering to year nine. Give yourselves five minutes to think independently and then scale this up to a whole team discussion and see if there are any differences to consider and why that might be.
0: Okay so that was the kind of last conversation as a team. We don't know how long the conversations have or would have taken in this podcast so you might have some time left over um, from today's uh, training session so you might want to kind of use that just to think about what has come out of this um, discussion. It's important to know that everyone should be involved in designing and having an input on um, the curriculum that we offer both on a a micro level so what that looks like on the shop floor in the classroom but also on the macro level as well we all have differing specialities in terms of our subject knowledge so actually if we all kind of pull together that knowledge we can make a really kind of rich cohesive curriculum and that's really really integral um, to creating the best possible curriculum So please do be honest with your thoughts and share this with your subject leaders beyond this podcast. I want this to kind of be in the forefront of your minds and the conversations you're having um, in your teams, um, because many hands or minds make light work. Um, There's obviously some uh, departments in the school that are kind of um, quite far along in this journey, looking around kind of curriculum. So obviously um, Kerry has done some fantastic work in geography, and Charlotte Gamble in science as well is kind of on that journey in terms of science as well. So if you wanted to kind of go and pick the brain of um, some people that are really leading lights um, in terms of curriculum, I'd kind of uh, push you to go and speak to those people because they've made some really fantastic progress with their curriculum design over the past year. So it could lend a really good voice and mind too. So thanks so much for listening. We hope that was fruitful. And feel free to feedback and have conversations with us around how useful that was. Have a nice evening. Thank you.